All right, guys, welcome back to the show. This is your host, Hunter McWaters, and we are continuing this week um, to have these conversations that I recorded live at the Hunt Expo in Salt Lake City. Again, if you've never been, it happens every February in Salt Lake, and I highly recommend you going. It's a great place to meet folks in the industry if you want to network or even if you want to just go and check out the products and all the great, awesome mounts and you know meet some of your favorite content creators or whatnot. Um, it's just kind of an opportunity to have everybody in the Western hunting world sort of under one roof. And um, so I try to make it every year. It's only my second year, but um, it's a great time for me to record some content in person because I don't normally get to do that. So, um, you know, if you want to go to YouTube and check these out, I have the video versions up as well. Um, but this week I am sitting down with Kate Small and Jules McQueen and lastly, Mark Livesey. So this is a really good episode. Um, you know, each conversation is about 15 to 30 minutes long, roughly. Um, if you don't know Kate, her and her husband, um, work in the industry. They're awesome hunters. They live in the state of Idaho and they're kind of known for, um, wolf hunting. They've uh, kind of become a little bit of experts at killing wolves in Idaho, which is something we definitely need. So we jump in kind of in depth about wolf hunting. Um, Jules McQueen, you may or may not know her name, but she is, um, you know, a big time uh, person in the industry. She's been in the outdoor um, hunting space for, I think, like 20 years or something. And she's the president of Carbon TV, um, which is, if you don't know, it's a digital um, outdoor media platform. Um, it's kind of like kind of like YouTube or something, but all, you know, outdoor content. Um, it's free and, um, it's a great place to, um, catch your outdoor hunting content. And, uh, she's a really entertaining, cool lady. So have a conversation with her. And then I get to catch up with my old buddy, Mark Livesey. We have a great talk. Uh, we talk about bear hunting, um, talk about our Montana hunts this year. And it's always fun to get a chance to talk to Mark. Um, just a super knowledgeable guy and a good friend. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. We got one more week of these expo episodes and then we'll kind of be back to regular programming, but uh, I want to make sure I get these conversations out to you guys in a timely fashion. And I think they're, they're good stuff. So hope you all are enjoying these and um, make sure to check them out on YouTube. If you like and subscribe to the channel, you can just search my name, Hunter McWaters and uh, yeah, see you guys in the next one. Enjoy. So guys, yeah, I'm here with Kate Small, and man, I met you probably last year at the expo. Yeah. And I've seen you at just different tacks, and you and your hubby, um, and uh, kind of everywhere I go, I kind of run into you guys. Yes, I know. We're everywhere. You can't get away from us. <laughs> Which is great, because you guys are super nice. So, um, but yeah, and you're from? I'm originally from Oregon, but right now we're in eastern Idaho. Dude, so many like killers are from Oregon and Washington. Well, What's we, up with you guys? We ha we learned from all the predators they have there okay, and yeah. we had to flee. Yeah. <laughs> Plus you're dealing with hate from all the woke people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like pressure creates diamonds. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, no, that's cool. So you live in Idaho now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How do you like it? 
love it. Love yeah. it. I moved to Idaho about 10 years ago. Uh, my husband's yeah. from Idaho. Okay. But How'd you guys meet? <laughs> I can already tell it's going to be a story. I know, it is a story. Um, actually, funny story. Uh, I had a boyfriend at the time. We were living together and we threw a big 4th of July party. <laughs> and one of my friends invited a bunch okay. more people over and Justin was one of them. And him and I just hit it off and started talking that day and by the end of the night he said I'm gonna marry you and I felt the same way and I broke up with my boyfriend no and he moved in and we've been together Dude, that's amazing. <laughs> so it was you just knew it, not amazing for my ex-boyfriend right, but right. I, I just knew and it wouldn't have been that's fair cool. so no, that's so me and my wife like um, wasn't quite that fast but we were we were married like Four or five months after we met, maybe no six. Kidding. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we. I think. I think I proposed to her like two months after we met. Oh. Yeah, so. How'd you guys meet? At work. She was. Uh, um, I was a cameraman on a shoot, and she was uh, like associate producer, and um, just started kind of. I was like, oh, she's cute. Started kind of flirting with her a little bit, and took her out, and took her on my motorcycle. Oh. So that, that was Had it. Had to test after her the out. <laughs> Well, yeah. At first, I was like, I don't know. Is she gonna be into that and then I said I had a motorcycle she's like oh I love bikes and I was like okay yeah <laughs> like perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> marry me yeah so did you guys have a good season yeah yeah it was a busy season um we tagged out I think on almost everything except not me on archery elk but yeah. oh, okay <laughs> but what hunts did you guys do we did we stick to Idaho we need to start branching yeah. out to different well, states I mean, it's but, a great state yeah it is stick to one. it's a great state over the counter tags you can't really beat it we've got two little kids so Idaho is really good to residents it's, like. to residents yeah. it's phenomenal yeah. non-residents it's not so much anymore yeah. but my friend Brad um, you know Brad yeah, yeah he uh, he started working you know with Brian and Brian lived in Utah and you want him to like move, and Brad's like, no, nah, I'm not yeah. leaving Idaho. No, won't do it. <laughs> I'll commute. It's, well, everything's over the counter, and you just can't yeah. really beat it. So even like the best units. Yeah, we do have our draws, certain draws, but really, you can shoot yeah. giants over the counter. So. So, um, Justin's your husband, right? Yeah. Okay. He, he shot a archery elk, or? He shot an archery elk bull. Um, he shot a stud of a deer this year. Oh, nice. Um, just rifle public or? land rifle, yeah. yeah. And then we tagged out on bears. Okay. I archery whitetail spot and stock. I got a buck and nice. then I archery. That's, or, that's not easy. No, it was, it was my first archery buck and I oh, was by wow. myself. And nice. So I, that was exciting for me this okay. year because yeah. I'm more of a rifle person. So, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because like where I grew up hunting, you couldn't hunt with a rifle. It was archery and shotgun, like in some muzzleloader only. So I got into the rifles like three years ago, and it's it's kind of like it was new to me. So it was like a whole new. So I've actually really enjoyed like getting into rifle hunting. Because it's like new. It, it's interesting, yeah. right? I, they both, I like both of them for different reasons. Yeah. You know, it's, when I'm archery hunting, I miss rifle. And when I'm rifle hunting, I'm like, I wish I was archery Yeah. <laughs> so. My first two deer, and I was like 14, or with a bow. See, that's impressive. Yeah. It, it was my first year archery hunting, so. Okay. Or I guess second. But What kind of bow did you shoot? Um, I shoot a Matthews Avail. Nice. So light. Yeah, I shoot a Matthews <laughs> as well, but it's kind of an older one. But it's still a good one. It's a Switchback XT. I've heard it's one of the better ones I've ever made, but it's older. But um, anyway, so 
What do you guys do? I know you're kind of like really involved in the outdoor industry. Are you in it like kind of, well, your husband works for Divide, right? So yeah, he works for Divide Gun Company. Okay. Um, and then I'm I'm a registered nurse, so oh, cool. I I do. You have a nurse vibe. Do I? Yeah. Is it what does that mean? Is that a it good just means thing? like I pictured you as soon as I said that I saw you in scrubs and I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah. So no, I mean like positive, tough, you know. Well, thank you. Good smile. <laughs> like I don't know if that's a compliment or not. No, no, no. It's a good, I meant it in a good way. Crusty old nurse. No, no. <laughs> like cool, hip, young nurse. <laughs> Um, so I do right now home health. I used to work in an ER. And, okay. Um, you still do it or? Um, I would do home health now. We're in such a small community. And so it's nice to be able to kind of make your own schedule with hunting and sure. kids. Yeah. And um, so that's what I do. And then, yeah, he works with Divide and he works in Texas in the oil fields now because he's two weeks on, two weeks off. And that gives us two weeks out of the month to hunt. Okay. And so... And you guys hunt together a lot? Yeah, we usually try to hunt together. Some If we can't find a babysitter, yeah. I'll stay home, he'll go out, and vice versa. So. Wow. Yeah, like, part of me wishes that my wife was, like, more into hunting, but at the same time... No. yeah, like, I tell everyone, <laughs> be so grateful. Yeah, because then you have to, like, compete for who gets to go out. Yeah, I think every day I'm pretty sure Justin regrets marrying me for that reason. Because I'm like, no, it's my turn. You stay home with the kids, and I'm out hunting. Oh, and dude, so. Yeah. But it, we support each other, so it's good. We yeah. give, we like to give each other ample time together. Do you guys ever go out on, like, multi-day kind of hunts together? Oh, all the time. That's, that's cool. Usually, that's really cool. That's the one part of it that's cool. When you can do that. Yeah, I think we're best together on the mountain. We just okay. work really well together. At home, we're like, gosh, we wish we were out. And it's, yeah. it's hard for us to be home. So, yeah, every, we go out for... You know, we have multiple week or two week long hunts a yeah. year that we and go And the kids out. are how old? Um, one and a half and four. Okay, so they're not going with you yet. No, not but yet. But that'll be cool when you can do that. I'm excited. We I we set up a bear bait um, for like friends and family and I take the kids out on that oh, with cool. me just to like yeah. check it out. And that see. will be cool like when they're old enough and you guys can all four go and like, you know, camp and hunt. wait. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. That'll be when really they can cool. get out there themselves and I don't have to carry them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be really cool. Um, yeah, we have a pretty good... So, my mother-in-law lives with us, which is actually awesome because, you know, traveling a lot. Yeah. I don't have to leave my wife alone, you know, and um, so that's good. But anyway, um, I did want to talk about you guys have been killing it with the depredation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> depredation, how do you say that? Depredation. Yeah, killing wolves, basically. Yeah, yeah. Kill, we're big predator hunters yeah. we just always felt if we're gonna take an ungulate we want to take a bear yeah. or a wolf whatever we can get um and that's a good idea yeah and we do a lot of coyote hunting for ranchers Excuse around me, us oh. <laughs> no, I did, it went away oh, oh. sorry <laughs> and so um yeah we got into wolf hunting maybe 2018 i think was when we first killed, killed okay. our first wolves now was that kind of because like for instance you know i went hunting in your state this year and I don't ever go hunting in your state without a wolf tag. Yeah. Because they're a fresh Don't wolf. ever come to Idaho yeah. without a wolf tag. I mean, they're tag. cheap. They're easy to get. God, sneeze. <laughs> um, and yeah, we had like fresh wolf tracks like 50 feet from our tent and like just tons of fresh wolves on. I never actually saw one. Uh, I did see one in the spring when I was hunting with Mark Livestay for like a second. Um, but anyway, my, my point was, um, were you guys out there intentionally trying to kill a wolf or you just the first one you just kind of saw one and like shot it no we were intentionally trying to kill okay. these ones um, and you kind of have to be because they're not easy to kill yeah so the stats on that um are less than one percent of hunters will ever kill a wolf and then wow. less 
I think it's like one sixteenth of that one percent will do so with the intention of killing a wolf. So usually you're out elk hunting. Oh, so normally it's not intentional. Yeah, normally oh, okay. you're after but some other. But that's probably game. just because people don't intentionally go hunt wolves that much. Yeah, and that's true too. Yeah. But there, I mean, if you think about, we have so. I don't know if you want some stats on this. Sure. And this is pertaining to Idaho. Right now we have latest fish and game count just came out last week, 1,337 wolves. And so, you statewide. know, statewide, that's what they, that's the count they Which, can get. You, you know, know, that's how accurate that is. It's like, well, yeah, across the entire state. It's pretty thin. It's it's pretty thin. Um, they're usually kind of. That's why you hardly ever see them, I guess. Exactly. But in certain areas, I guess there's tons of them though. Like yeah, where I was hunting, there were tons. There's of them. tons of them, and that's the thing. They have a 250 square mile territory, oh, wow. so it's they move far and fast. So it, you're not going to just see a wolf, you know, around every right. tree. It's just yeah. they they've got a big territory. Of course. And so probably a big parts of your state don't have any, and the other parts are. Yeah. Pretty populated. Yeah, and... Um, are they pretty thick where you guys are? They're pretty thick where we are. Yeah. And um, when they were introduced in 1995, U.S. Uh, Fish and Wildlife Service said Idaho can only main, uh, maximum maintain 500 wolves for our ecosystem before oh, wow. all the ungulates. So you're almost triple. So we're almost triple. Um, for a few years, we were triple. And so it's wow. so important in our state to hunt wolves. Um, and it's it's is the government going to so do hard. anything with that or is it just so right now i think they're in panic mode because uh, all they're realizing all our whole ungulate population is suffering. decimated it's suffering um and wolf numbers for, are going down now because they don't have food their food uh, source is depleted because the area i was hunting um you know we heard people talking about oh back in the day this place was just yeah. amazing you know deer and elk everywhere um, and uh, we, I think we saw five, six a day. We were like, yeah, good day. Yeah, and you're like, what? That <laughs> yeah. sucks. And you know? tons of wolf tracks everywhere. So, I think it's. I think you're right. Like, we need to like get people more on board with yeah. on wolves. And that's the thing is that a lot of you know, wolf hunting and trapping is so controversial. But I think people just aren't educated enough on the subject, and we'll never wipe out wolves completely. Sure. That you're you like know, they'll never let that happen. Um, but we need to keep it around that three to five hundred mark, so the rest of the animals can yeah. thrive as well. And so we got a lot. We got a lot of work. We to got go. a, a lot of work to do, and and it's hard because people go out wolf hunting not knowing what they're doing. We ha we right. did. So how do you wolf hunt? <laughs> uh, so I mean, there you can do it so many different. How do you ways. guys? How do you guys kill wolves? Um, Is we, it secret? It's not secret. We do we do have a wolf academy coming oh, cool. up that no you can um, Where can come people find learn. that? So you can get a hold of me or Tom Schneider with Stuck in the Rut. Right. Um, and we're going to do a three-day class in July. That's a great idea. And uh, we're going to, because he's, he's a wolf killer. He's yeah. so great at it. And we discovered we just hunt them differently. Right. And his area is heavily timbered. We are a lot more open where we are, okay. and you hunt them differently, different times of season, different times of year. Yeah. And so how do you guys hunt wolves? So we like to hunt wolves. We like to howl them in okay. um, or use distress calls, um, but a lot of it's driving roads, looking for tracks, just because mm -hmm. you're not going to just go out in the woods and not see a sign and just hike for miles and hope you run into right. something. you got to at least know they're in the area. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, we do that, and then last year we got oh, yeah. into trapping, and okay. it was our first year trapping, and 
we found were really successful with that. And we had been studying this pack um, for like a year. We'd see them, they'd be 3,000 yards away. We'd, you know, hike in, and they're still 3,000 yards away because two legs can't beat four legs. Yeah. And so we'd see them in, on the and same And they're smart, bridge. I mean, yeah, they're, they're so dogs. smart. And that's one of the things we, why we want to teach people to hunt wolves, because you educate them, you won't get a shot at that mm. wolf again. They're so intelligent, and so wow. makes it a million times harder to hunt them. If you yeah, I mean, that's a really great way to just become a better hunter. Um, so you guys, how, how successful is the calling the, tactics? It, it depends. I mean, over the years, we've learned kind of their, what their howls mean, okay. you know, what their bark means, and how to respond to that, and that's one of the things we'll teach in this course. Nice. Um, but you guys are kind of like wolf specialists almost. <laughs> no, we we've we've learned from a lot of failed attempts, and uh, that's, yeah, that's you know for that's years. How you learn. Yeah, exactly. For years we've failed and screwed up, and so that's what the course is about: is to kind of cut down that time for yeah, other yeah. people so they can get that's out there cool. and be successful. Um, yeah, and I hope people will get out there and and do, do their part killing some wolves. We don't have wolves where I live, but anytime I see a coyote, I, you know. Yeah. I shot one down in Mexico, actually. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, get it. Yeah. Um, okay, I gotta ask. Yeah. Have you ever eaten wolf meat? No. <laughs> no. Would you ever eat wolf meat? No. Oh, come on. You gotta try it. <laughs> Dude, next time I get a wolf, I'll send you some. Okay. Maybe some wolf jerky and just drop in the mail. I'll eat it. Oh, uh, no. Did you see I the didn't. episode of Meat Eater where they ate the coyote? No. Oh, you didn't? No. Him and Remy Warren, like, barbecued up a coyote and ate it. How was that? I think they said it was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I will eat... I've never had meat that was properly cared for that was bad. Yeah, okay, I take that back. Chipmunk and crow taste pretty bad. What? <laughs> You're just surviving off the land, dude. No, no, it was... Uh, Hard times. It was my bachelor party. We went camping and, like, we went hunting. <laughs> And I shot, I, I thought it was a squirrel, but I just kind of like, Ugh, and it was a chipmunk. <laughs> so like, I shot it, I'm gonna eat it. And uh, it was very bony and tasted weird. And the crow tasted like garbage. Oh. Well, no, I won't eat wolf. We eat bear and we use the bear fat. Oh yeah, bear's great. I love bear, that's I mean, one of my wolf's favorites. Wolf's probably not bad. Bear. Is it a mental thing or what? No, well they just, they're, so, when you kill a wolf and you walk up to it and you smell yeah, them, coyotes reek too. Yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But there are other stinky animals that taste pretty good, like javelina. Bears probably don't smell that great either. I mean, bears they don't, don't smell, smell that great. great, but bear meat's just so good. Yeah, I just love it. I challenge you. No, try no. wolf. <laughs> no, but I will give you some. Okay, and I'll eat it. You cook it up. Yeah. And then tell I want a video of you actually eating okay. it. Okay. If you guys do that, I will 100% eat it. Okay. Deal. Deal. <laughs> you heard it I'll, here. <laughs> I'll be in. I'll be in your state this spring. So. Okay, yeah. I'll save one for you. Okay. Save me like a ham, wolf ham. <laughs> wolf backstrap with the. I mean, yeah, tenderloin. I don't, no? <laughs> I don't know, stewed neck meat. Who knows? Um, but uh, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Um, I forget. Bear season. You guys ready? You gonna go out? Yeah, yeah. I love spring bear is my favorite because it, to me, it's just fun. There's no pressure. It's almost like a guarantee. And oh yeah. Just, yeah, I just love. I spring bear is my favorite. Yeah, last year was the first year I did it. It was in Idaho, um, and we. I, I could have. I had some opportunities, but um, basically we shot Mark's bear across the river, 
and we had to like hike down, raft across, hike up, and where we were it was like this. Yeah, that's, were you in Idaho? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you later where we were, but um, yeah. So after that we were like, we don't want to shoot one across the river if we don't have to. <laughs> that's half the fun. I know. <laughs> well, afterwards, I, I didn't shoot a couple bears that I could have across there and then I regretted it. Yeah. Because like, okay, it would have been another like day of misery, but it's worth it. They're always like across the river in the worst area. That was me this year. Justin and I were on like a five day back packing hunt and uh-huh. we had been glassing all day and I spot this bear and it was huge. And it was like across the river, like three miles away. Yeah. And I was like, hey. Did you guys have a pack raft? So, yeah, this is where, so, no, we didn't, and because we're idiots. Um, I was like, hey, look at this bear. I said, I'm going to kill that bear. And he's like, you're crazy. That bear's on the effing moon. And I was, I was like, oh, yeah, I named him the astronaut bear. We watched him that day. He went, Justin's like, no, we're not doing this. And I just couldn't. I couldn't get it out of my head. Him on. Yeah, I was like, what he's color was so he? big. He was um, like a cinnamon okay. brown yeah, yeah, yeah. color phase. And um, I, that night we went to sleep. It's all I did was think about that bear. And I like kept waking him up. I was like, in the morning, if he pops out right there, oh, yeah. we're, we're making a plan. And he did. Oh, I was okay. like, let's do it. <laughs> and so I love it. we like got to a spot on this side where I thought we could, you know, maybe get within that like eight, nine hundred yard and he we needed him to just do exactly come down a little bit and just make the perfect play and he did exactly what we wanted you shot him at 800 yards yeah i think it was was he 820 or 860 so you're a markswoman <laughs> we do a, we're in a lot of wide open country and so we shoot yeah, long that's a long shot, all though. the time yeah. we're like coming from the southeast that's like an unfathomable distance <laughs> we i made a 450 yard to. shot this year and i was like Yes. Well, you, you've seen Idaho. It's yeah. like there a lot of spots. It's like you're either at 800 yards or you're at 30 yeah. and there's no in between. And that's kind of how exactly how this was. We always try to get as close as we possibly right, right. can. Yeah, we lucked out on Mark's bear. There's like a perfect little like finger that came out and it was like, I think, 354 or something. But then we found one. I found one after Mark's on our side. Big one. Big chocolate one. We named him Meatball. <laughs> Mark Livese, who's done some bear hunting said it was one of the top 10 he's ever seen and we we i had a shot at 450 but i wanted to get closer which i wish i had just shot at 450 anyway we went in we we're on the trail i spot him it was like a complete miracle that i spotted him. it was so thick he was embedded 100 yards from the trail and we were literally 100 yards. we sat on him i had my gun up on a tripod with a camera for five hours. And you're just like. He would wake up every 10 minutes, like. And it was like fall back asleep. Oh <laughs> and we gosh. sat there for five hours. And then, in retrospect, I wish I'd done some things differently, like maybe Predator called or had Mark. I don't know. Hindsight's anyway, 2020. Hindsight's 2020. Yeah. We thought any second he's gonna stand up, I'm gonna get a shot. Um, anyway, about five o'clock, the thermal switched, he, oh, and then just disappeared. No. Yeah, so. This year, I'm getting my bear. I don't care how many rivers I got to cross, how many mountains I got to climb. You're I'm like, going for I'm it. getting it. Even if it's a tiny little scrawny, yeah. like, four-footer. You'll have to come out bear hunting with us. Yeah, that'd uh, be cool. It would be fun. We should do that because yeah. we do, a bear's my favorite. But, yeah, this bear, I end up shooting him. He dies, and then the real work begins, right? Oh, for sure. So we go get down to the river. We don't have 
Justin, this is his fault. <laughs> he forgot our waiters. And this is like uh, Idaho spring runoff, yeah. freezing cold river. So we stripped down, but luckily, Noah, if you were in the woods that day, sorry, um, put on our rain gear over and just go in the water. It was moving fast. It, in retrospect, it was really stupid and dangerous, it, especially like for me, I'm really short and yeah. little. And so it's, you know, water's hitting Justin in the legs. It's hitting me in the hips and right. I, you could just Yeah, you know, both go. parents doing deadly yeah, stuff with exactly. kids at home. Great idea. <laughs> yeah, we're so, we're so smart. Um, and then we had, it was a big river, had to like climb across a log. Um, then it just starts storming, thundering, oh, lightning, wind, trees are going down. Trees going down? Yeah, it, oh was, my gosh. it was nuts. We're like trying to find this bear. We know it's down. Of course, you know what bears do. They go and die in the thickest yeah. crap. In a like run, run off, it dies. We find it un wedged under a log, soaking wet. So oh it's so heavy. Gosh. And it's like this. And we had to put trekking poles in the ground to keep the bear from rolling Sliding. once we pulled it out yeah. of the creek or runoff. And we're like skinning it on this like vertical slope and in this storm and it was just a wild Maybe and justin's like i guys. hope you're happy <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i was so happy but of course like the bear looked so much smaller but just soaking wet oh yeah <laughs> yeah I was like i don't care i got my bear <laughs> <laughs> nice hey you did it so and you got a cool story yeah and that's what my favorite thing is is even if like we're not successful it's just the memories you make sure, and yeah. you look back it's not fun at the time but it, Looking it rarely back. is. Yeah, it rarely is. Yeah. And I'm, like even even those moments where I'm like like hiking and it's like this sucks. It's like, dude, I could be in a cubicle right now, like selling insurance yeah, or something. Exactly. You're like, <laughs> like what are you doing? Stop complaining. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's so true. But not every minute is fun. I mean, and that's okay. Yeah, and that's that's what makes it worth it. If yeah. it were easy, exactly. everyone would do exactly. it. Exactly. And yeah, the best things in life are take work and they're hard to do. Yeah. So well, it's been great chatting with you. Yes, thank you so much for having yeah, me this on. This is fun, yeah. <laughs> so, guys, yeah, I'm here with, is it Jules or Julie? Oh, Jules or Julie, either one. What's she prefer? Yeah, Jules. Okay, Jules. Call okay. me Jules, yeah. All right, so Jules McQueen. Yeah. And um, so, basically, I was sitting on a glassing knob in Mexico, and I saw you followed me. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. So, then I messaged you. And said, hey, you can be the expo? Let's talk. The magic of social media, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And we have so many friends in common, yeah. right? And yeah, so I try to follow a lot of podcasts, a lot of people who are kind of like telling stories in the outdoors sure. as a person who consumes a lot of that content yeah, yeah, yeah. and who runs a company that loves that content. Yeah, yeah I, I try to just see who's out there and what they're doing. Cool. Well, I was, I was flattered that you Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I love what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. It, you make it fun. I think people really like oh, cool. following what, you put, uh, what you're putting out there. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's kind of like, my whole thing is just DIY Western hunting from like yeah. an East Coast guy's perspective. And not pretending to be some kind of badass. I'm just, I'm just me. I'm learning as I go. And having a good time. Yeah, good. Yeah. That's what it's all about. I, you know, I always say, I, so I've been in the outdoor industry for almost 18 years now, wow. maybe more than that. And I did not build my career on killing big animals. I yeah. built it on having fun and telling sure. stories and connecting with people and Absolutely. letting people know that you can do this and just have a really good time at it. Right. Yeah. Like I did, I killed my first mule deer this year. Congratulations. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was a fun hunt. Me and my um, partner and cameraman, Luke Dusenberry, it was both of our first mule, mule deer and they were small, but I e-scouted it from Virginia. It was DIY, public land, really tough, low density hunt. Yeah. And we came out with two deer. I'm like, 
if somebody wants to hate on me for shooting a small deer, like, I challenge them to do that. If anyone hates on you for that, then they can just go have their own fun in a yeah, different I mean, corner of the state. Right? Come on. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it's all about. It's being authentic and, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's a big deal to take your first mule deer. Yeah. yeah. I have my first one tattooed on my arm. Oh, I can I see it? Yeah. I, if I can get this oh, that's up. Okay. Yeah, that's most right. people know. There we go. That this is, I killed this. This is my first archery nice. mule deer. Yep. Oh, archery? Uh, yeah. What yeah. state? Uh, Nebraska. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not and a state you hear about a lot. It's, it's really a sleeper state. Yeah. yeah. It's a very cool state for archery mule deer hunting. The terrain's a little bit different from what we typically yeah, see out west. Um, didn't Jana do an episode out there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jana, she's all she's all over. Yeah. Where has she not done an episode? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did a podcast with her um, yeah. a while ago. But um, where are you from originally? Originally Oklahoma. Okay. And then I, I moved away from there when I was about 17. Oklahoma. And I've been everywhere since. Yeah, yeah. okay. And, I've know, been through fun, Oklahoma once. Fun fact, I've never hunted in my home state. At all? At all. Wow, No, okay. not that I remember. I think I filmed a hunt there once, but I've never hunted there. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so how did you get into what you're doing now? I'm sure people ask that all the time. Yeah, but it's a fun story. I don't mind being asked. Yeah. Um, so what I, how did I get into it? Well, I'm, a, I'm an adult onset hunter, as they call okay. it. So I started hunting a little bit later in life. Mm-hmm. After I'd already moved out of my home and I was on my own and um, just kind what of... What made you want to get into hunting? You know, I, I'm not sure if I saw a photo of somebody holding it like behind a deer or what kind of piqued that interest. It wasn't a conversation that my family had. It wasn't one of right. those, you know, me seeing pictures or, or hearing stories of my grandparents even. Like nobody yeah. talked about hunting. Okay. And um, so I just, something piqued my interest and I started self-educating. That's cool. And going to the bookstore. It's not easy to start hunting oh as an adult. Gosh. Well, especially back 20 years ago, we didn't yeah, have no YouTube. resources. I mean, we didn't have social media. You couldn't make yeah. friends and, and form a community Listen and to learn podcasts. that way, right? Yeah. yeah, we couldn't consume all this content that helps kind of um, connect those dots for people. So yeah, I just, I mean, I, I just was winging it, and as soon That's as cool. I got into hunting, I got in the industry right okay. after immediately, <laughs> as fast as I could. I knew I wanted to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That was like me, like after my first. I've been hunting my whole life. Yeah, but western mountain hunting not that it's like better but it's a different set of challenges and like um it can be a more complete experience i think yeah it's it's almost primitive in some ways right right and i i think even the terrain brings us Mm -hmm. back to that so a lot of times out west you know we'll see a lot of artifacts or you know and and you can find that on the east coast as well it's just not as common to kind of connect the and the hunting i was doing was you know 500 yards from my truck. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So when you're, but when you're back like miles and you're back there for days, it's just a different, yeah. more robust experience. So anyway, all I was trying to say was after my first one, I was like, yeah, this is this is it. And that's when I started the podcast. I was oh, like, I'm, I want to, honestly, I started it just because I wanted to have conversations and meet people and kind of have an easy way to just sort of put my foot in the door and and network and learn, you know? Yeah. It's been and great. I that. will tell you, as a person who has been in this industry for a very long time, there are some of the greatest people in the world in this room. I mean, it is totally. the greatest, it's the I greatest mean, group of people. Yeah, I was like completely, I mean, I still am, but like I was completely a nobody and like, you know, like really like big name hunters. I, you know, message them on Instagram, hey, will you do a podcast with me? Like, yeah, sure, yes. you know, and I like, just say yes. And I'm yeah. like, wow, that's really cool. Like, yeah. not many industries can you. You know, message guys with 
60,000 followers and they message you back, say, yeah, sure, you know, one's good right. for you. Yeah, it's a very inclusive industry and yeah. community, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, you know, who I've known for 15, 20 years in this space, yeah. we, you know, we hunt together, but we know each other, we know our family's names and we know their dog's names. And, yeah. and it's kind of like this Small lifelong world. friendship and this bond that you build with for people sure. who just have a similar interest. Especially if you get a chance to actually hunt with them, you know? Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's how lifelong bonds are made. Yeah, yeah it really it takes us back to like a like a primitive mm -hmm. thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even, I don't even know if you know, but I actually have a film on carbon. No way, really? What you didn't know that? No. What is it? <laughs> um, so in 2021, I did a Kodiak Island deer hunt. It was my oh. first film hunt ever. Oh my gosh! Okay. And I did a podcast with Brian Call, and I sent him a rough cut, just like. Yeah, get your feedback or whatever. He's like, I really like this. And he actually ran it on the Gritty YouTube channel. Oh. And that's how we became friends. Okay. Um, but then, yeah, I put it on Carbon. and um, I can't remember the ladies I spoke to over there. It's been a couple Autumn, years now. Probably. Yes, Autumn, yes. yeah. And yeah. Uh, there was another one. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so when did you start working with Carbon? So I actually... so. So and forgive my, me, I'm like totally ignorant of the whole story. Oh yeah, no, it's okay. It's it's, um, it's been a long winding road. So my background in this industry was in production. So I'm okay. a TV producer, a host okay. as well. Were you doing that before you got into the host in the hunting industry? Uh, no. Okay. I'm just in this industry. Because I was a I was a producer for a TV show before I got into the hunting industry. Oh, cool. So I kind of like married yeah. my skills which there. it gives you like a cheat code a little bit right a little step forward so you I know a little bit was of what's very going blessed on. to like get professional videography and editing oh, and producing amazing. training before yeah. I came into the audience yeah. so it was kind of a no-brainer for me but anyway go ahead yeah. continue yeah so I my background was in production okay. and I had you know TV shows commercial big production company uh -huh. everything's going great and I I'd been on the network for quite a long time very successful show everything was great well, at a dinner party one night, somebody brought up Carbon TV. This is like 10 years ago, okay. and, which is very early for the digital space and yeah. the outdoors. And I thought, oh, okay, let me look into that. Well, digitally, we can track so much data. Yes. And I was bringing you know, 18 sponsors and all this, you know, this huge thing that was the show that we had created. Yeah. And so we actually jumped ship from the network onto Carbon TV was okay. my first Which digital network was it? Uh, Sportsman. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Carbon TV was my first digital distribution for any content I'd ever created. Okay. And it did so well and my career did better than ever at that point. And I continued down that path for a while. Well then I got out of that and I kind of separated myself from the that production side and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And around 2017, um, Carbon TV was part of a kind of a larger media conglomerate at the uh -huh. time. There was an acquisition. Carbon TV got pulled out of the acquisition, and they brought me in as a business okay. consultant. And okay. I came in, take a look at the at the company, and I ended up taking over operations. And then I became the president not wow. too long from after from consultant that. to president. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, but it's my passion. That company is for sure. It's my heart, and I I believe in it, and and I know how important it is for that company to provide a platform for people to, to yeah. put their stories out there. And the cool thing about Carbon too is, is like, um, they, you guys, just want good content. Yep. It doesn't matter like who you are. If yeah. it's good content, you like it. Like I said, it's a platform. It's not like you gotta pay to be on there or something like that. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's cool what you guys are doing. Thank you. Um, and it is interesting because um, you kind of went from TV into digital I'm kind of going the opposite. Yeah. So I'm actually launching a show on Sportsman oh, in Q3 of this year. Yeah. So, but you know, these days I feel like it's not really a either or. You can kind of do both. So, yeah, you, you know, in my contract, I can release on YouTube and Carbon or whatever yeah. after, you know, yeah. the episode's run. So, 
Um, you know, I, I, know. I usually recommend that for some people, depending on what it is they're creating. Yeah. Um, you know, so you'll you'll meet some people and they're like, I only watch Roku or I only watch, right. you know, I have Charter and I still have cable. And, and you never know what some people are, how they're going to consume that content in their home, on yeah. their device, how what they're most comfortable with. Yeah. So sometimes, depending on what your goals are, it's, right. you know, it's a really smart idea to hit multiple distribution yeah. points, make sure everyone has access to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, you know, just kind of um, helping to educate people on how to have access. Sure. Right? Yeah. And, you know, I feel like the Western hunting space is very much into YouTube and very much digital. Yes, very. And then kind of when you go into the TV, it's more the Midwestern, Whitetail, Eastern very. guys. Yeah. That's kind of the premise of my show anyway is um, Western hunting from an East Coaster's perspective, DIY, like, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And, um, and then... The way I'm kind of, so half the episodes are going to be hunt films, yeah. and then half are going to be, um, so right now i got Brian Barney, Brian Call, and Remy Warren lined up, and I'm going to take a hunt film they've already done and shot, use it basically as B-roll, have an interview with them, asking questions about the hunt, oh, watching it together, that. kind of dissecting it. Yeah. Um, so you can still get a hunt film in there, they can repackage some content, they can you know, I can introduce these guys who have been helpful to me yeah. to a new audience. Yeah. And kind of maybe cross-pollinate the Eastern Whitetail guys and the Western, right. you know, all these great Western hunting content creators we have that aren't really exposed to that market. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes that market just doesn't know that it's something they would be interested in. Right. Right. So Remy's a great example. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, they've heard of him, but do they really know all of the great content he's creating? Yeah. Right. So this is just a great way to kind of open sure. that door and, and let people in. So. What do you think is the, the future of hunting content? The future of hunting content, <laughs> man, you know. Where's it going? It, it, I believe in digital, I really yeah. do. You know, and I, but I think that there, there's still a need for both. Um, right, because you see the, like a Waypoint, right. start digital, now they're going into linear TV. Right, yeah. Do you see, any, are, people, yeah. Do you see any of that kind of coming back to linear TV at all? Yeah, so we do the same thing, right. So it looks very linear, it's still tra uh, tracked digitally, so it's free right. ad-supported television. Um, so we have a global distribution network where we partner with other distribution platforms uh -huh. and we develop a kind of a, it's an electronic programming guide. Yeah. So it looks linear. So it's right, like right. six o'clock, this is airing, seven o'clock that. Um, so we do the same thing. And that is just kind of like what I was saying before, where we want to make sure that anybody who wants to watch this content, they have yeah, access to it. Sure. I can't guarantee that everyone's going to want to watch on their smartphone. Maybe right. they want, you know, a fast channel or a live channel. So yeah, I think, I think that that is the future. Just being more inclusive, making sure that everybody has the option to watch yeah. and that we're Everything educating all the time, them. right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. And it can be overwhelming, but I think it's also a blessing if you do it the right way. Yeah. You know, and, and I do think the future of, um, of outdoor um, hunting content or just outdoor video content in general, um, I think it's I think it's on an upswing. I see a lot of people creating yeah. a lot of really good content. Dude, yeah. It's amazing. Like there's so many creators just on YouTube that like, you may never even heard of, and they're yeah. making like awesome stuff. Right, it's um, incredible. And the cool thing about like a carbon is, you know, YouTube, we all kind of have to live in their world, right? And they can decide one day, you're done. I have a lot of these conversations. So censorship is a very real thing. It is, and, and it's really hard starting thing. out. Yeah. Now, like a guy like me, it's really hard starting out, not only because there's a lot of noise, yeah. but also, I mean, they're actively trying to yeah. keep that stuff down. So that's where I kind of figured, 
um, you know, the TV platform might be a good way to kind of build an audience and then channel people back to digital. Yeah, you kind sure. of do both. Absolutely, know? yeah, and to just go both ways with it. But, exactly. you know, YouTube is difficult because, well, when they started censoring people, it did well for my business. Because, I bet. As I always say, <laughs> go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. Right. And so you're they probably rooting on that shadow banner. Right, right? <laughs> you know, but it's, it's almost like they're tolerating the outdoor space, but they're not celebrating oh, yeah. it at all. And yeah. as soon as they, as soon as they're, um, their algorithms or their their tech figures out that you have a gun or you, even a bow. You yeah. know, a lot of fishing stuff has been shadow banned as well. Yeah. So a lot of people are facing the censorship, right. and it's nice for them to have options where they're celebrated right. and where that content you know has a voice and has a home and yeah. is widely distributed. Yeah, that's great. I mean, um, I, lo I love that. You know, go where you're celebrated, not where yeah, you're tolerated. Yeah, it's my tagline. Yeah, and so, that goes through everything in life, too. That's oh, personal, sure. professional, everything. If you're yeah. celebrated, you should stick around there. You got any cool uh, adventures lined up for this fall yet? Um, you know, the old me would always have, I would have like a full fall season yeah. scheduled out, got my tags in order. But I'm more of a fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants kind of person these days. Um, I, you know, I really love that there are still a lot of states where we have over-the-counter opportunities yeah. for people who are busy you know, who I don't, I don't even know what I'm doing next week, let alone right. in a few months. <laughs> yeah. um, but I still put in for a lot of draws, especially here we're at Expo. You know, I put in for all. Oh yeah, me too. I put in all of it, me too. everything. Yeah, I hear why they, not? I, I haven't drawn anything great yet, okay. but I mean, I have high hopes. Yeah. I hear these guys drawing. Did like you do the sheep camp stuff? Yeah, five dollar sheep tags. I mean, yeah. are you kidding me? It's like why I, not? I, I don't, I don't even know if I'll be able to contain myself if oh, I actually dude, that'd draw be so one cool. day. Uh, but yeah, so I kind of leave a lot of my schedule open. Yeah, um, the company is growing; it's scaling right now, so I have to be very available for, for that. Sure. Yeah. But then I sneak off for long weekends and yeah. I book hunts and yeah, yeah. I, I and opportunities out there. I mean, I feel like there's this whole like doom and gloom thing. Oh, you can't get tags anymore. You you can. I think you I got can. six tags this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it, if you know exactly what it is you're looking for, right. what tags, what state. If you yeah. kind of have a little bit of a plan. And I, I know why people say that. It's not like it used to be. Right. I remember the old days. I, See, I, I don't like remember a, the old days, I sound so like I'm a lucky. salty old man right now. I remember the old days. I'm lucky. I don't yeah. remember the old days. Uh, yeah, These yeah. are the only this, days this I know. Is the, this is the old days yeah. for you. But I mean, you know, we could walk into a Walmart in Idaho and just get like yeah. a great elk tag right. over the counter, literally over the counter. Yeah. Now, I was up at 2 o'clock in the morning on the website. Yep. The what number were you? Um, I was like 20... 700 something. That's pretty I mean, good actually. Yeah, it was I was pretty low. I didn't get my tag I wanted though. Yeah, I was 23,000 last year and I was 5,000 this year. Yeah. Still didn't get the tag I wanted though. Yeah, I got a tag. Yeah, last year I was 8,000 something. But I mean, this is all new to me. I'm right. like, wait, these, this is not, this yeah. isn't what I remember. And I really wanted that tag. But then, you know, you have a lot of other options like, you know, Nebraska, like the one I, right, right. this one. Um, you've what got, state do you live in now? Uh, I legally live in Montana, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I my office is in Michigan, so okay. I'm kind of I'm back and forth. Cool. But I really don't hunt either of those states. You know, okay. I, I'm more just kind of. Oh, Montana's go off great. For, I hunted Montana this year for the first time. Oh yeah. Uh, I had a rifle, general rifle, deer tag. Oh, a lot of fun. Cool. Montana is a it's a, an amazing yeah. state. That yeah. one actually got a nice deer on. Oh really? He was not, I mean, With he wasn't rifle? like. Yeah. Yeah. He was like he was a big. Like 26 inch wide two point with eye guards oh, that's so and some cool. like trash and stuff. Yeah. He's cool. Like one of those gnarly, yeah, yeah. kind of like different, old, ones. unique. Yeah. yeah, I like those. Things. Yeah, I love Montana. I haven't hunted there for years. It I was just fun. Got too busy, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Well, you're running a 
business. So. I'm a big company, you yeah. know, but, but my goal is to make a little more time for myself, sure. get out there a little more. But I do still go in the field a lot. If I have friends who have tags, I'll go film their hunts for them. Oh, you still film stuff? Oh, for as a hobby, yeah. Oh, nice. Because I mean, we can't forget where we come from. Yeah. You know, and that's and really fun. that is my passion. Yeah. That's what got me into this whole thing. And um, I didn't know you actually ran a camera. Oh yeah. That's so cool. my I got started volunteering as a cameraman. That's how I got in this industry. Was me too, best, pretty much. Best way to get yep. to know people. Hey, I'll come and film to, you. Yeah, I'll I'll run camera. I learned yep. how to run all the cameras, and they were they were big cameras. They weren't these little handy yeah. cameras. They were big. Yeah. And tree arms. Like and big XD cams and stuff? Yep. Wow. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. Over the shoulder? Over the shoulder. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. That thing and probably weighs as much as you. Yeah. It was, you <laughs> the know, big it, Anton Bauer batteries like right? this big? Yeah. yeah. And you know, there, and it was kind of like that grind that made me really grow to love what it is we're trying to do to tell yeah. those stories. You know, up late charging batteries, dumping mm-hmm. footage, and making sure all the equipment's in order. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah. I didn't know you so, actually had camera experience. That's oh, cool. yeah. Yeah. So my my original background is running camera for okay. people. Yeah, and, awesome. and I still like to do it. I'll, you yeah. know, Jana, you know, if she has a, a hunt coming up, I'll just, I'll volunteer. Oh, nice. Guy. Um, she doesn't invite me much anymore because, you know, she yeah. knows I say no a lot because I'm yeah. busy, but... Yeah, I, I still love running camera. I love being a part of it. Even yeah. just kind of being there present with people in the sure. field. Even if I don't pull the trigger, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all my hunts this year, like, I had a cameraman with me that I hired, too. Um, but I always carried my long lens in my camera because, like, I just love getting the glassing spot and busting out the long lens. And yeah. it's almost like an, an extra part of hunting or something. Right. I did learn that when you like you find an animal you like to give the long lens to your camera guy don't try to mess with it but um, yeah it's fun yeah it's like it another is. aspect of because um, I when I was growing up I was like wanted to be like a Nat Geo right. like you know wildlife photographer or something yeah. I always thought that was cool I so. still want to be one yeah. I, can you imagine <laughs> yeah. the amount of time those, those guys spend just sitting there waiting for that perfect shot I know there's something to be like said sitting for that hide for 30 like three weeks looking for a snow right. leopard or something right yeah and you get like one opportunity yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have to I don't know if I have the patience for that though I don't know yeah I don't <laughs> think I do either but you know a girl can dream yeah, yeah. I I still I love that side of it and I yeah. love that there's so many creative people in this industry yeah you it's know? really cool it's really cool you ever do any, any editing I tried and it's I'm really bad at it so I once you like learn yeah, the software it's really fun. Yeah. Like, if, especially if it's a hunt you're on, like, yeah. it's addicting. I, so I did, I, I did one of those all night, like, take the, do, get on YouTube and try to figure it out. Because uh, okay. I had a project for one of, <laughs> and this is probably, this is like eight years ago. And, yeah. And it was company in this industry, and we had a video project due, and all my editors were all busy. Seriously, and I'm, I'm like, going to do it. Oh, how hard could it be? These guys do it all the yeah. time. Yeah. It wasn't great. It's not. It's not that easy. Like it's. It's tough. Yeah, it's it, tough. The best way to do it is just like sit over someone's shoulder who knows what they're doing yes. and just watch them observe. Right. And stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. I. I wish I could do more of that, but yeah. yeah that that's was, all right. Pro- You're on the new things now. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, um, where can people? Check out Carbon TV. So Carbon TV is everywhere. I mean, so if you like to watch content on your phone, obviously, we have free. It's always free, first of all. So we never charge people to watch it. And we don't require that you give us your information to watch it. If you don't want to tell me who you are, you can still stream it. You can still watch it all the time. Um, Obviously, Android and iOS. But also, Roku is really popular. Our Roku app is amazing for VOD. Um, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, um, you've got, um, it's normal. (laughs) Um, so you've got, uh, are you guys going through? 
Thanks. Hey guys. Hey. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, so yeah, you've got like um, all of the endpoints on OTT. So you've got Amazon Fire, Roku. Okay, we're trying TV. to actually record something here. Can, sorry, we're trying to record an interview here. Okay. <laughs> you're okay. You're okay. No worries. Okay. Just want to let you know. No, you're fine, man. You're fine. <laughs> she likes you. I know. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> She's alright. She's fine. No, it's okay. They're fine. No worries. She probably made it better. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, people can watch Carbon TV everywhere. Yeah. You know, I mean. I think I have that. I know I have the app. Yeah, it's the app, app is great. Um, you know, you don't even have to have the app if you didn't want. Hey guys, to. please oh. don't touch it, okay? Thank you. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. I thought she was going to knock it over that time. I was like, nah. oh, okay. Um, yeah, so people who like Carbon TV, they can watch it everywhere. Yeah. Literally everywhere. We've made sure that we're touching all of those endpoints. Yep. Um, always free. And we're always adding new content. So, mm -hmm. you know, our content acquisition team is constantly licensing more, bringing more yep. stuff on. And you do some podcasts on there too, don't you? Yeah, so we just, that's exciting. We just built a podcast distribution platform oh, cool. inside of our infrastructure about a year and a half ago. Cool. I think we have 30 podcasts right now nice. and it's growing. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of traffic on it. People awesome. really wanted to hear that. So That's great. Yeah, so um, it's good. Cool. Well, yeah, that's, appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having you. me on. Yeah. I know. Thank yeah, you so I much. appreciate it. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. So I'm here with my buddy, Mark Livesey. How you doing, dude? Good to see you, man. <laughs> It's fun. Uh, it's fun. Last year being here, I knew a few people, and like you know, I talked to them online and stuff. But it's a little awkward, you know, like being here alone. Kind of like you don't like walk up on people having conversations. You're like, hey, you know what I mean? But some year, do. Some do. Yeah, they, they do. But like this year, it's been fun because I like know people a little bit more. Yeah. And can actually. Well, like, they know you a little bit too. Right. You've been doing your podcast, been on some hunts, been on some films. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I typically don't like to come to these shows. Yeah. But I like to connect with the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, All the people are, like, taking my course, they come up to you. It's so positive. It's, like, it's heartwarming, right? Yeah. And, and now, the course, and then the films. We had a couple really good films. Yeah. Um, you behind the camera? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm about ready to put you guys out of work. Did you see that camera work? I will say, it was noticeably shakier when you were holding it than when Brian was holding well, it. Well... <laughs> My buck never even got. No, you didn't. He get didn't it, even man. track yeah. my buck. So if you guys know what we're talking about, <laughs> he did a hunt in Montana with Gritty Brian, but uh, he grabbed the camera for a second. But uh, yeah, I mean, you did. You got it. You got it on frame, and you know, made it made it happen. Dude, what do you mean on frame? Track 100 yards, drop shot, held on. Yeah. I mean, a little. Dude, it's minus 100. Yeah. So, Dude, you guys were out there, I think, the same kind of time frame I was. The yeah, first night I got there yeah. was negative 23. Yeah. I, well, we got there. You had the worst of it. It was improving slightly. Okay. But we did get in this blizzard, right? But it wasn't... Well, on the way driving there, we couldn't make it. Um, the, the roads got bad. We ended up having to stay the night. I had to put my llamas on the side of the road behind uh -huh. a casino. And it was pretty epic. We make it out there. And uh, and the weather got a little better as far as cold, but the snow and the kind of stormy stuff kind dude, of it was knee in. deep in some spots. Dude, the drifts yeah. that were blowing over those coolies. Yeah, it was like chest deep in a lot of them. You know, and my llamas, um, the packs would catch the snow and they could hardly push it. Oh my gosh! And um, but no, it was really good. Except, you know, Wait, you, so you guys you, brought llamas back in there. We did. Did the pack a bunch of food because they can't graze, right? 
Yeah, we yeah. pack pellets. Yeah. yeah. You about to ask me something? No, it's a, no. I was just going to say, in your hunt, um, you guys had colder, um, and but you guys saw more deer. Yeah, we. I mean, again, you know, I wasn't looking for probably the giants you guys were, but yeah, I mean, I think almost literally every single glassing session we saw a buck that was like, all right, let's go at least take a closer look. You know, not and us. We we literally because yeah, when you guys shot yours, that it was like in a blizzard. It was a blizzard. Yeah, and when. <laughs> When the, I when was, the weather was like that where we were, the deer, we did not see deer. Dude, we were scraping with our pinkies out of the lenses to get the cat. You, you notice that like, when you look at the film, it's it's a little fuzzy because so much fog. And yeah. I was surprised that the camera did as good as it did. Yeah, dude, the, it was nuts. The scope was fogged up. The deer stands up and like shakes all, shakes all that ice off. off, right? That was cool. So we glassed those bucks from about maybe 1,500, and we saw this buck for a second. Yeah, your buck? No, there's a no, there's oh, another different. buck, and Brian, I see a buck, and I look and I was like, oh, you know, but we're desperate. I'll be honest, we were desperate. <laughs> what day of the hunt was this? Oh, it wasn't that far into the hunt. But you had your boy with you too. We didn't have a lot of time because we had been elk hunting. We yeah. we spent an extra day elk hunting, killed two elk, so it took us a little more time to get that out. So we spent four days getting these elk, and then we were going to try to do five days, six days on this deer back to back and my and my wife and his mom is screaming he needs to get back to his school work yeah. and I'm like we gotta start killing some stuff <laughs> and uh, so Eli killed my son killed his buck the night before okay and so anyway we saw this buck from a long way but he wasn't huge huge but right. we decided we're gonna go take a look at him yeah. see what he so we get over there we sneak up long story when we peek over I look down and all I can see is this rack in the sagebrush and I'm like that ain't the buck that is not That's the same buck. And Brian, like, what do you mean? We're, we're, I said, right below us. He looked for a while. He couldn't pick it up at first. And all you can see is this chocolate horns just in the sage, right? Yeah. And it was snowing and blizzarding. I said, dude, and Brian's like, Brian's like, oh, shit, this is a, that's a good, nice buck. Yeah. So I get on him. That was yours, right? He was 31 wide? He's about 30, yeah, 30, 31-ish, whatever, right in that range. Um, mainly because he had a curve out, right? But still, hey, I'm going to call it. And he stands up and he just starts going after this other buck. So another buck comes in the game. And uh, and I I made a shot over this little ridge. It was it was it was tight. And I got him. And when he went into this ditch, he ran up in this coulee and tipped over and slid into the coulee. Well, when he slid in, this buck, almost the same size, runs out of the coulee. Yeah. So I get the gun back up again. I'm thinking my buck. Brian's like, that's not your buck. I'm like, that's my buck. Oh, I remember that, yeah. And he's like, no. I'm like, are you sure? Your buck is dead. I'm like, dude. He goes, okay, you shoot it. So he got behind the gun, my gun. And I whole time I'm thinking, he's going to shoot my buck. And he shoots. And we get them both. We go over there, and they're both. It was two bucks. That's awesome. And, uh, and when we shot, another buck ran out. Oh, whoa. So there's this little conclave of bucks hanging yeah. out. And that's that's the biggest maturest deer we saw the whole time. Okay, yeah. So the deer in that area were really taking a hit. Yeah. Or have taken a hit. Yeah. And now this winter is... The weather's not helping anything. This winter is bad. Yeah. That was a really fun hunt, man. That was my first time hunting Montana. That was a fun hunt. Yeah, I love it. We talked about it quite a bit going into yeah, you, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the spot you picked is is a money spot. Can I, I show you exactly it's where on it my was? List. Yeah, it's well, I didn't, not, not after, but what you were talking about before. 
we went a little bit south. You adjusted a little of bit. Where, yeah, I found a burn area um, that was like not roadless, but like starting to get a little roadless um, south of where I was originally going. Because we went to where I was originally going, and it was like so we we're like, dude, this is like sheep country. <laughs> like, yeah, this is like yeah. <laughs> so we went down a little bit south into that. This my plan B that I'd kind of looked at the burnt old burn and um we started seeing deer right away um but definitely a challenge um you know for me i'm still developing my skills and stuff for me the biggest challenge was you know when you're out in mountainous terrain the topo is very obvious and easy to read and there it's just like like everywhere you know it looks all the same yeah um but that was fun man it was well, it's funny you say that because uh, what i was gonna say was we didn't see another guy yeah. the whole time really? six days I saw one pickup truck like four miles away in my binos. That's it. That's awesome. Yeah. We that's that's not always the case. There that's not always the case. I know. There. We got really blessed. You know, I was going to tell you about that for your listeners. When I'm hunting, you know, I always talk about this in my course. You got to use the right tool for the right job, right? And I know you got the right tools, but like I use all the apps, right? Um, but when you're in the coolie country where you're talking about most of the coolies are 200 feet yeah or less 100 yeah. feet they're steep and they're gnarly yeah but they're not five six seven yeah. hundred so when you look at a topographic map that is not of a 200 index scale meaning uh, meaning a line every 40 feet right you can't hardly determine what's going on yeah. so i recommend guys if you're listening to this in your hunting country like that where it's really steep but short mm-hmm. you got to get the you've got to get at, at minimum a 200 foot index map okay so not all not all apps have that level of detail gotcha so without getting into a bunch of nuts and bolts just pay attention to that if you're hunting big mountain country yeah. you can get away with a little less right but when you're hunting that short because yeah, it's obvious like okay there's a huge mountain there. but how many times did you pull your and look at it this looks flat but it's not flat yeah and it's weird because like it's kind of deceiving because it doesn't look like really tough country yeah, but it is but yeah when you cover three miles in that um you know you're going up and down a lot and you got to be you got to be super intentional about like the lines you pick yeah because you can get yourself in trouble yeah not like death defying trouble but you can get some stuff you don't want to be in well you can get clipped out real easy there yeah. right it, it, and you got to drop tracks i know we're yeah. gonna because you got to go back right so we killed when we killed our bucks you know i didn't follow my own advice I, I, we had the points right yeah. where the truck was, and, I right. mean, that, and you're like, "Oh yeah, we'll just walk that way." We're just gonna, but you got to do it like the right way. It wasn't that far. We thought we'll just do it. Well, it got dark. Yeah, and it's blizzard, and I'm like, "We'll just follow our tracks out, no problem." You know, tracks are gone. I got six llamas and three people. Gone. You would think there would be yeah. no problem, right? We it took us less than an hour and a half to do both deer, load them, and go. Yeah, and there was we had, we couldn't find our tracks. Yeah, so. We're navigating That's off real, of, dude. And so we're looking at contours, yeah. same thing, but it's very deceiving. Mm-hmm. So even with the best map, it's still tough. Yeah. But it does help if you go with a little bit higher index. Yeah. And not gonna lie, man, like I'm glad that, so my dude that helped me film it, this guy named Logan Romney, and uh, I was glad that I had him with me. Cause like my, my dude that had in Wyoming had never been on a Western hunt, but that was antelope. Was, yeah. This one, I'm really glad because my camera guy, Logan, was a really good hunter and helped me out a lot. But, um, I mean, it's not even easy to find glassing spots in that stuff because it's kind of hard to tell, like, what's even 
the highest point. Yeah, you know that's I mean? what I'm saying. And uh, you know, I don't want to get into much of this, but that's why I always tell everyone you got to pre-test your glassing spots before you go. Yeah. Now you can't do them all. You got to you got to work on the fly, right? Yeah. But the more you can do ahead of time on that kind of stuff, it pays big it differences. It because you know, you got out there. There are some spots. There are obviously way better views than other spots, yeah, right? For sure. But on the map, it's really hard it's to pick those out. Yeah. And but if you're using a good 3D, like I always recommend, the apps are getting good, right? Like GoHunt has exceptional 3D, no doubt. But it's not as good as Google Earth yet. It's yeah. getting there. So when you're looking at 3D and you're looking at glassing spots, you really need two screens. Yeah. You need GoHunt or whatever. You need mm -hmm. whatever app. I'm using Go Hunt right info now. On it. And then you got Google Earth on yeah. the other, and you're going back and forth. And if you do that technique, you're really getting dialed sure. on your glassing spots. But out there, glassing's the name of the game. Yeah. And you got to see the most country you can see. Yep. So. Yeah, and those deer just like appear out of those little pockets and stuff. You like, look out there, it looks like nothing. And right. all of a sudden, there's a deer. Yeah, exactly. That's how it was, man. And then um, another thing, too, is like you see the deer and you think, I'm just going to go over there. Right. Well, three hours later, you're halfway yeah. there. Yeah. Good luck, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like the pack out was like, it was only like four, four and a half miles, but it was one of the tougher pack outs I've done just because we were just up and down and up and down. But, um, and, and snow. So, what's that? And snow. Yeah, and snow. I mean, plus, yeah, where I'm from, 23 is cold. Negative 23 is like, what? You know? It's been a brutal spring. I mean, a brutal winter this year, so. Yeah. I hope that, I hope we have some deer survive. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But, um, what do you, you got? Anything cool planned for uh, this year? Any I got countries? a good. I got a really good Good tag in Idaho. I'm excited about that. I'm going to dedicate a lot of time to that. I'm going to probably do a draw tag for Montana in a new area that I've never been. For elk or deer? For elk. Yeah. And then uh, deer, we're going to move this year. We've already been talking that we we need to let the area that we've been hunting it's got to come back a little. Yeah. So we're going to make some adjustments for that. Spring bear, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna try to do my three, kill three bears this year. Right. And so, but you can get a deer tag every year. Yes. Because you live in Montana. Yes. Resident. Resident. The other guys, though, oh, so does fucking um, Lampers. Lampers, too, yeah. But Brian, Brian can't. can't. Although, we'll tell your audience, but gonna, I'm gonna get hate for this. In, in Montana, <laughs> I'm really gonna get some hate for this, but it's a good nugget. <laughs> they changed the rules last year. And one of the things that I didn't understand at first, but now I've kind of grasped it, is Montana came, and I don't quote me on specifics, I'm just gonna give you the generalities. They they wanted to reward people, I think, that was coming to Montana for the first time. Okay. So they pulled out a pot of the non-resident tags that are only available to zero point holders. Ah. So when you look at the draw odds for the last year, more people drew with, with zero, zero points. points than one or two. Yeah. I think. But the point is, my point is if you have zero points, you still have a really good chance yeah. of drawing a tag. I heard that about that. Yeah. No, I still, and we don't have to go into this. It punishes the people with one point, which is not good. Right. And we don't have to go into this if you don't want to, but I still don't quite get the difference between like the bonus and the preference points. So like, I've been buying points in Montana for a couple years, and I had two. And then I drew my tag this year, and like I thought that would burn my two points. I think it did. Yes. Okay. Okay. So now I got zero. So should I apply again? That absolutely, because yeah. you got an extra group of you've got a 
pot of tags to draw from yeah. that are not offered in the one and two point. And, okay, so I don't know so much about the non-resident Montana, but if I'm correct. Here's a question though. If I apply, can I still buy my point? Yes. Because Wyoming, you can. Yes. I can? In Montana, So I can yes. apply and get my point. Yes. Okay, done. And, so, so I love talking to Mark. In Montana, too, you gotta remember that you gotta, you gotta proactively say you want to buy the point. You don't get it automatically. Mm, right. It's, it's not exactly like Wyoming, but it's similar. Mm -hmm. So, like, we just, the Wyoming deadline was, uh, what, yesterday or the day before? Yeah, 31st for out. So, a lot of, I messed up one year. As many years as I've been doing it, I messed up because I forgot. Yeah. I missed an elk point one year because I said, well, I applied, I didn't get it, so I got a point. You don't. No, you have to do the buy only period. Yeah, in July. Yeah. So, guys, are like, don't forget that. Yeah. And uh, things in Wyoming are getting ready to get tough. So get your points, or don't get your points, so that I can hunt more. That'd be great. <laughs> but Wyoming's changing. We yeah. don't know. We don't know what, but something is changing. I've talked to two guys at this show. I talked to the dudes over at Eastman's. They're like, oh, it's not gonna pass. I, I hope. I hope they. Well, you know what? If the Eastman guys are saying that, they're dialed in Wyoming, right? They're yeah. dialed. Yeah. So I hope that's true. Yeah, me too. But I just did a I little. Mean, the thing is, like non-residents, that's where the money comes from. That's right. Well. There's other ways to make money, but the, the rumor I heard, not rumor, but the talk is that they're going to go to 10% non-resident tags, but they're going to raise the tag fee $600. Wow. So that the Wyoming tag will become $1,800, the most expensive elk tag in the U.S. I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. I hate to see hunting become a rich man's game. I hate it. Yeah. Now, at my point in my life, I don't have that much money, but I have more money than time. I'm 57. Getting tags is a high priority for me, right? Yep. But $1,800 is outrageous. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. And states that are charging that the level. 1800 Or non-residents? Non okay. It's it's um it's criminal. It's outrageous, in my my in my opinion. Now I have no problem paying expensive, you know, eight, nine, nine. But two grand for an elk tag. For the special or regular? That's the special. Okay, yeah. That's not there yet. You know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I just think that it's, it, they're turning it into a, well, we're just going to raise it as high as we can. Kind of getting greedy. To see what we can get. Yeah. Kind of getting greedy a little bit. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of past the point of yeah. it's greed, now, I think, right. a little bit. Because they, well, at this point, it's like, they know people will pay it. Yeah, and now I like that it supports wildlife. I like that sure. it supports crime. I'm but all if you about take it. it to a level where like the average guy can't, can't afford do it, it right? that's not it, cool. It's only the guys that um, that have the money, and I don't like that. Yeah, that's not and cool. You don't like it. So anyway, that's so I got that bear season. I'm really excited about bears because um, my spring is a little more relaxed than the fall sometimes, and um, I've really, I've really just. In the last four or five years, up my bear game, I'm really digging it. I love it. We had a great, we had a really fun bear hunt last year, and I yeah, think can't wait till they put that one out. He's gonna put it out. Yeah, I think it's gonna be coming out here soon. Yeah. Um, so we had a good time. And uh, you gonna go back and look for meatball? <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna put it this way: if I see meatball, I'm gonna forget I know you. So. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm not saving meatball for you, Hunter. No, I know you're not. I know. And uh, meatball is it's on y'all's spot. So meatball is on the hit list. I bet. He's well. You saw it. The poop that bear was putting down. Oh yeah. Was some of the biggest black bear poop oh, I've yeah. ever seen. Dude, I remember we were walking up on that bear and just like walking past the piles of poop, and I was like, it just felt like 
it just felt like I don't know. It just felt like the atmosphere changed. Like I were walking up on a on a large beast. Dude, I at, when we first saw it, I I wasn't even sure it was black bear at that point. Yeah, because it was kind of chocolate and and but I mean that poop. Oh, the poop. I yeah, was yeah. like, that is so big for black bear. <laughs> and uh, anyway, that was great. And well, who uh, knows how spring will go down? Maybe we'll still end up being able to hunt together. Yeah, maybe. Well, I know that. I know that Brian and Ryan's schedules are, are right. jacking around, so they got they got this moose bug, they got the grizzly bug, they got, well, maybe so we us, could, us peasants they're left behind. Yeah, well maybe we could do something like I did with um, them in Mexico, where like we hunt together and then we can both use the content or something. Yeah, well, you know I, dude, I, mean? I you know me, I'm game for all that. You you uh you film guys got to work out all the rights. I, yeah. I just show up and. Hot. Yeah. And I guess we did in Mexico. My role, like, I stay in your lane, right? I am llamas. Yes. You guys film. Um, Ryan kills big shit. That's the way it works in this in this circle, right? Yeah. Well, I show up with the transportation. Right. You guys show up with the camera gear, and we have a good time. And if we have to put the camera to you, we can. And dude, I've already um, showed. I'm like, I got so many skills. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, like what we did in Mexico is like, I just told Ryan, I was like, um, you can edit your own thing, use my footage. I'll grab your footage. It was just, I think it worked fine. So maybe we can do something. Dude, like I don't, and, and you know, you guys got totally different styles. Yeah. You produce a movie and he produces the same movie. It's going to look. Oh, totally different. It'll be totally different yeah. and, and two cool angles. Yeah. You know what I kind of like about what you just said is it's not really been done that much. Yeah. And like, it's almost like a competition of production a little <laughs> bit. Like, like, like Iron Chef, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Hunter goes his way with the whole set of footage, Brian goes his way, and yeah. you guys. And let let the see who the big dog is. Yeah, <laughs> interesting to see how it turns out. But yeah, man. I like it. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this this year. I got a couple cool adventures planned, so should be fun. What are you doing? So I'm gonna do spring bear. Obviously, yeah. not sure where, but I'll do something. Um, and then I'm going to Alaska oh. in August. So we're getting a airboat up a river on the North Slope, and then we're gonna float out um, for caribou. And then um, I'm still figuring out draws. And stuff. I should draw my Montana general elk this year. I'm supposed to. Um, I have three points. Oh, you're guaranteed. Yeah, because it's a yeah. two point, right? Yeah, two point max. It's two point max. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was reading something. I don't know how they can say that. Can I keep my one? Dude, I don't know. How, how can they say it's a guarantee? That's how many people put in. I don't know. There's a cap. I don't really three, understand that. And I put in it's two point max, so I get to keep my extra one. Oh, I don't think so. Okay. They're not that generous. So basically, I need to do that hunt this year. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like wasting. Yeah, you waste three points. Right. Yeah. So you lose them. So I'm looking at. There's a couple. I don't know if I want to say this. Okay. Yeah. There's a couple units you can rifle hunt in September. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been looking at those. You can trying say because nobody wants to do it. Nah, I'm not we talked say it. about it. Um, it's a it's a very difficult hunt. I know. It's a low population hunt. Yeah. But you're chasing bulls in a rut. Yeah. It's cool. But I was talking to Brian Barney earlier. He kind of inspired me. Maybe I'll just go archery, and then if I don't get it done, come back with the gun later. But anyway. Um, but that's the beauty. That's yeah. One of the reasons I love Wyoming as well. Yeah. I love that general tag. I like to go in there. My strategy is. I use the archery season to go after toads. I love to chase, try to get big bulls. Yeah. If I can't get it done, not collar or spot and stalk type guy. Well, I'm switching games, man. I, I've watched so much success from like Peter. We were just talking to a guy named Peter. 
Lampers, Barney. Barney. You don't like Harley These big bulls are going down with spot and stock tactics. Yeah. And they're going down with the spot and stock tactics. And the um, element of surprise, man. The calling tactics are producing bulls, but they're not producing these next level bulls. Yeah. Um, and they're coming in all pins and needles. And or they're not coming in. Or they're in. not coming in. Yeah. Dude, I mean, in some of these areas of Montana, I want to say you blow a cow call, those bulls are running away. Yeah. I, Brian was even saying, like, guys will go out there and they'll get answers. What they don't realize is the bull is bugling, but he's, like, circling his cows up and, like, leaving. That's right. Like, roundup bugle. Talk to Joe Turner. It's a roundup bugle. Yeah. And uh, so one of the things we – I had a – I had so, we had a spot we went into in Idaho this last year. There were so many bulls bugling. It was confusing. I know it sounds like a good problem, but these bulls would bugle. You'd bugle, they'd bugle. I mean, nonstop. Yeah. The minute we would get within two or 300 yards, dead silent. Hmm. So we quit calling and we finally snuck up on a bull, nice bull. He had seven, eight cows with him. We get, we're 150 yards from him. My buddy's with me. I said, hey, go back over the ridge and give me just a little bugle. Yeah. No aggression, no nothing. He's 200 yards away, Hunter. And I'm watching the bull. I'm 80 yards just from the bull. see what you do. I'm 80 yards, but yeah. I can't go any further. So he needs to come just a little bit, right? He bugles, and that bull, like, he'd been shot. Just he, They gone. took off up the mountain like, like a stampede. Wow. And yeah. I was like, there's no hunters around. I mean, I've always, like, you have to be a really good caller to convince an animal that you are another animal, I feel like. Dude, it's a it young was a beautiful bull call. or something, you know what I mean? They are just, I think that they... Call shy. They become, they're adapting. In some areas, not all. Yeah, sure, sure. And uh, so I'm going to start spreading my wings a little bit. And I'm applying for two tags that are predominantly spot and stock. We'll see how it goes. And then I'm going to try to get a Colorado rifle tag first season. Third rifle? First. First. For elk or deer? For elk. Okay. I've got 10 points in Colorado, so I need to I need to spend them. Yeah. And this might be a good year, because I don't have a lot in the on the books for October. And then I'm going to go back October's to Missouri. tough to plan for. I know. So many options. So many options and so many... I could draw New Mexico, probably won't. Yeah. Could draw this, probably so won't. Coulds, coulds of, woods. I, I mean, I get, might get lucky at the expo and draw the beaver Good. tag, right? Yeah. Do you put in while you're here? Oh, I put in everything. Yeah. Sheep, everything. So, somebody asked me a question. If I put everything and they draw you out for a whitetail. <laughs> Good question. Do and you, then you can't get drawn Do you get removed else? for everything else? Good question. Dude, it kind of freaked me out when they said that. I was like, ooh, I never thought about that. I'm like... That is interesting. Maybe I should just go for the Big Ten, yeah. you know? So if you guys have never been to the Expo, if you come to the Expo, there's like 200 tags that you can apply for, but you have to, like you have to be here, be in person at the Expo to like check in. So, um, And there's some pretty good tags in there. That's one of the reasons there's 65,000 people here. Yeah. They're right. coming to all sure. try to get these tags. Yeah. And the sheep, there's uh, sheep tags you can put in for. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, definitely. So last year, my goal was, or this, you know, this past season, my goal was first mule deer, first coos buck. Got that check. Did it. So next year, um, I want to kill an elk, first elk, and then I want to get my last deer species, which is a Columbia blacktail. So then, whatever I'd probably, you know, hunt Montana, 
and then October, then November, I'm heading to Oregon with my buddy Luke, who's from out there, and we're going to tag team, try to kill a uh, blacktail, and then if there's time, maybe go for Roosevelt's for a few days after. He's got some local intel, and he's from out there, so, and he's got some bruisers on camera. I'm going to show you, dude. Well, dude, I got to show you. I, it's hard for, I'm from Missouri, the land of giant whitetails, right? It's hard for me to get excited about blacktails and coos. Wait till you see this blacktail. But you had, you, you're still a whitetail guy, though. I am, I am. So I hunted this last year. I killed a pretty nice whitetail this year. I went back to my buddy's ranch, farm, whatever you call it, Missouri, uh-huh. and, I, I, and it kind of rejuvenated me. Yeah, I I, I kind of re- didn't realize I mean, th- that that adrenaline rush when a big deer comes into your stand is pretty. I didn't realize legit. how much I missed it. Right, the tree stand hunting. Yeah, so I'm now going to try to go back. Too, every so, year. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, after the season I usually have, I, it's nice to set the tree stand, right? Yeah, and uh, so I'm going to go back for that. Okay. Yeah, you do that every year, don't you? No, last year was the first year I've done it. Okay, look at this blacktail. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's like. Potentially like world record. Yeah, and you see, you see what time That's of day That's on my it friend's is. camera. And you see what time of day it is, though. That's true. <laughs> but we're gonna be there in early November. So that's crazy. That's nothing legit. I that's can't show longest, you. That's the longest drop time I've ever seen on a blacktail. That's. <laughs> so we're gonna be looking for that guy. Man, is he gonna let you shoot that thing? When it comes by. Or he got first he, right of refusal. Or is he off the check? <laughs> you know, you know. So when you hunt with Ryan. Yeah. On the way over there, you get the rundown of the bears that you can shoot and can't shoot. What's on his hit list? Okay, Red Lightning, it's off the list. Chocolate <laughs> 2.0, oh, he's off the list. Um, this guy, he's off the list. Yeah. So this next year when we roll in, I'm going to say uh, Meatball is off the off list. Off the list for Ryan. Yeah. Are those guys hunting um, in the lower 48 for bears this year? I don't think so, not this year. Okay. Because Ryan, the problem is those guys get back. And then we got to roll into the Western Hunting Summit that he puts on in June. Yeah. And there's a lot. He's move, we're moving to a new location, so there's going to be a lot of prep work. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off or not. But cool, we, man. So well, we, Ryan and I put in for um, Prince of Wales. Okay. For next year, this year for next year. So hopefully we're going to draw on that tag. Cool. Dude, then if, um, if, I don't know if we'll all do Mexico together again, but if we do, you should come next year. Well, I hope I get invited in that one. I didn't get invited this year, so. Well, the only reason, because I actually booked that You hunt, booked the hunt, Like right. a year ago. They tagged on you, right? And I, like, yeah, I, well, I, like, I just was, like, I want to do this hunt. I was, like, I'll find three other guys. So, I had no idea who I was going to do it with. You're the biggest risk taker when it comes <laughs> to that shit. Like, that so she tags, you just go after it. I, that's one thing I do pants. like about you, all right? You're not afraid of that stuff, and I just have faith. Like the Lord is gonna like make it work out, dude. I, it's, I don't like very many things about you. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I love that. I love your tenacity on that. You just buy. You buy. How many did you have to buy? Well, I booked a, a group of four. four. I didn't have to pay for it all front. I know, but you booked four people without not having a single person. Oh yeah, it was just me. And, like, I was I'll like, I'll find three other guys. <laughs> It just happened to be Brian, Brad, and Ryan. So they loved it. So they're they're yeah. they're, they're addicted. I think. So anyway, I had four. So if it, I mean, we would have loved to have you down. Oh, there. I'm just kidding. But uh, if we do it again, you should come. Yeah. Oh, and I think I'm gonna try to get uh, New Mexico on that too. So on a yeah, draw, man. On the draw. I, yeah. Is that hard to draw? Not hard. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about it, but 
I did the OTC stuff for a couple well, days. Well, New Mexico is a lottery state, just like Idaho. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, the odds are not can, terrible. Right. Like 15, 20%, right? It's oh, not okay. great, but one out of five, I'll take it. I will say, though I did not find a single Barbary sheep in three days, just the country and it's something I like really want to do now. It's cool now. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. I mean, it's a sheep that you can hunt. Yeah. Without paying, you know, fifty grand or whatever. Yeah, hundred grand, three hundred grand. <laughs> or waiting whatever. thirty yeah, years. Exactly. But uh, all right, man. Thanks. Well, I hope we can do some again. Something. Oh, we're gonna be doing something this year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, maybe we can collab this spring on the bear again. Well, the bear and then, season. And then I meatballs can... off. We got off a lot. Of, we got list. a lot of. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I can go in there for a week, yeah, and then okay. you and we'll can, go a different area. You can come in after that. Shoot one of those little skinny black ones across the river. Oh shit! I can tell you one thing. Before I pull the trigger I'm on those cross river shot like last year, I'm gonna be analyzing it. Dude, we were. It uh, wasn't bad, but it was. It tough. wasn't that bad, but I do remember after that being like, I don't want to do that again. Dude, it was, we looked at a lot of bears across the river after that, right? I know. And I remember the you last... You almost shot one on the way out. You were thinking yes, about it. Yes, the last day, I saw that bear that was there, like, every day. And I literally, like, was, like, in my head. I was, like, pacing back and forth. Am I going to shoot him? Am I going to shoot Like, am I going to do this? Am I going to tack on extra, like, two days and, like, you know, probably sleep under a tarp or, you know, be soaking <laughs> wet all night or whatever? And I literally, I texted my wife. I was like, I could shoot this bear, but I'm going to be another day or two on this trip. Should I do it? And it took so long like, to get the inReach message back. And, and I don't know. She was like, yeah, shoot it. And I ripped out all my stuff, got my camera set up on the thing, pulled my rifle out. The second I'm like putting my head in the scope, he just behind a, behind a bush and never saw him again. And that happened two more times on my pack out. Where I saw a bear, I was like, doing it ripped all my stuff out get it and he's gone yeah you left so before us on the same day i think yeah but dude you saw so many bears on the way out i did and, and it was pouring rain and then i but and then i had the whole hike back to be like just beat myself up because i mean anyway i feel i felt a little bit like i went out and didn't shoot one across the river when i could have but it would have well one you didn't have a raft with you that's true so you'd had to hook back up with us which would have been three or four more miles yeah because <laughs> um, there's no getting across that without a round. No, no. And, uh, yeah, that would have been, yeah, been, 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 been an ordeal. It would have been an ordeal. But, hey, you only live once. Exactly. Um, we'll be shooting been, across Canyon. You know we will. Oh, of course. We say that now. As soon as we see the bear, we'll be shooting. All you can, can't really see on your side very well. Well, I think we could attack. Now that we've been there, I'm going to analyze that area more with Google Earth and get better angles on lookbacks on these. Yeah. I, I think with some study, I think we can put ourselves into better position on that. On there were side. some areas, like where we spotted meatball from. Yeah. You could kind of see pretty good yeah. over there. And we were up there predator calling and stuff. I think that there's some, I think there's some ways to work it differently. Yeah. Well, maybe we can link up, but hey, what's up, man? Um, I don't want to take any more of your time, man. Thanks, it's been great man. catching up with you. It's great, bro. Love you, buddy.